Did Dixie hear? Even two months later, Em still hadn't quite digested the situation. Nella frowned. I don't get it. How do you win a phone sex company? You had the most amazing best friend ever who even on his deathbed knew what was good for you. Landon was both Dixie's and Kane's best friend. Dixie and Kane were engaged ten years ago, but they had a fallen out to beat the likes of World War Three. Broke up and left town. Dixie shook her red curls with a giggle. Your general manager exaggerates. It was not like World War Three, But Em disagreed. Ha! Huh, lest you forget the fire and rain. Anyway, Landon, in all his wisdom and hilarious sense of humor, knew they belonged together. So when Dixie and Kane came back for his funeral, he left this very company to them in his will with one stipulation. They had to become phone sex operators and work the phones. Whoever collected the most calls at the end of two months won the company. Nella suddenly grinned. So that's what all the talk about the phone sex hunger games is? I hear the rumblings in town all the time about you and Kane and how you two got back together. I ignored the bad and focused on how romantic it was under such a crazy set of circumstances. Yeah, Em sighed and nodded at Nella. The most romantic set of circumstances ever. Friends like Landon don't come along often. He loved these two so much, he meddled from the afterlife. Dixie's smile was misty-eyed and blissful at the same time. I'll always wish Landon was here to see it, see us finally together. Maybe walk me down that aisle now that Kane's proposed, and see you and I such good friends after a long spell of resentment. She patted Em's hand, tipping the glass she held upright to keep more liquid from sloshing out. Oh, I heard all about you and Em from that Essie Guthrie. My, she can talk, Nella confided. Em waved a finger. Never you mind what Essie tells you. She'd just as soon call girls was banished from Plum Orchard for good. The Mags, Plum Orchard's generations-old society of women of prominence, had really given running call girls out on a rail their best efforts. They'd made all sorts of pleas to the mayor and the county, even the state of Georgia. And in the process, they'd attempted to make everyone's life associated with call girls miserable. Landon had done his homework when he'd moved the company here, and so far they'd been lucky. But Em still worried those bunch of gossip mongers might come up with a way to shut them down. Dixie wrinkled her nose. Just you forget about those awful mags, Em, and let's focus on the good stuff. Like how I also got LaDawn, Mary Bell, and Cat as the best employees and friends a girl could ask for. For that I'll always be grateful. So, a toast to Landon. She raised her wine glass toward the ceiling in silent salute to her best friend. Here, here, Em jeered, though her sigh, hot on the heels of her good spirits, was forlorn and wistful. Nella leaned forward on her desk, folding her hands. If you don't mind me asking, how did you become involved in all this, Em? I don't mind at all. I worked for Landon's lawyer, Hank Cotton, at the time. So I spent his last days with him doing all sorts of things he needed taken care of, and that's when he asked me to oversee Dixie and Kane if they decided to stick around and accept the terms of his will. He said it was time Dixie made an ally here in Plum Orchard. I thought it was the throes of death talking, knowing how Dixie and I didn't get along in school. But how could I say no to a man I'd come to love and respect in the course of our dealings? He was dying. I'd rather have died myself than say no to him. Dixie robbed Em's arm. But he left her a letter to open once things settled down with Kane and I to explain everything, didn't he, Em?
Now M's smile was wistful. He did, and once I read it, it all made sense. But to think, he'd appoint prim and proper Emmeline Amos, once Dixie Davis's biggest target in high school, the mediator of her phone sex contest. Well, everybody thought it was just crazy. They still talk about it now, almost three months later. They talked because she was the most unlikely suspect. Who'd believe good girl M knew much of anything about sex? They talked plenty about how scandalous it was that an actual phone sex company was housed in the middle of their quaint little town, and how horrible Dixie was for talking dirty. They talked. That's what Plum Orchard did. And though M loved her small town and almost everyone in it, faults and all, they'd forgotten the core of what Landon had intended with all those machinations. The purpose, the drive and force behind Landon making Dixie and Kane play his game, the reason he'd gone to such great lengths.